Hey everyone and welcome on the Truly Mojo podcast where we share stories of people, artists, entrepreneurs and businesses. Stories that inspire, connect and possibly motivate you. I'm your host Joel Fernandez and we're back with another episode. Today we'll be talking about suiting up. There's a lot that goes on behind in making a tailored suit. It's an art of making something that fits a person perfectly. Our guest on the show is the CEO of House of Parmar, UAE's established tailoring house. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Prakash Parmar. Hello Prakash and welcome on the Truly Mojo podcast. It's an honor to have you as a guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you Joel for having me on the show. Uh, it's a pleasure and an honor. Pleasure as well. I must say thank you for inviting me to the house of Parmar. Right now I just feel like Exy from the movie Kingsman, casually dressed, going to be recruited into the secret service and you're like Harry Hart who's uh, heading the operations here and knows everything about suits. So like he said, manners make it man, but I say a suit is timeless. Amazing. Prakash, I'm sure you agree with me uh, that all of us at some point of time uh, has bought a suit or stitched a suit uh, for an occasion wedding interview or a funeral some of us have to wear a suit because the jobs you work uh, it's a requirement to wear one and some of us just love wearing a suit the reasons could be many but tell us why do you suit up power that's what i feel when i wear a suit and i wear a suit for myself i don't wear for anybody else i don't wear to show it off mm-hmm. it's because i feel sophisticated i feel like on top of the world when i see myself in the mirror where everything falls in place all the aesthetics line up yeah simple i love it that's why i wear it amazing prakash you are the ceo of house of parma the uae's most oldest renowned and established tailoring house tell us about the story of parma tailors its legacy and your sartorial journey as a tailor so the story of tailoring starts about 300 years back when six okay. generations before me one of our ancestors ventured into the business of tailoring mm-hmm. the dubai story started in 1956 when mm-hmm. my father landed on the shores of dubai okay and started tailoring in dubai okay i've been in the business since 1986 okay when my father asked me the question so son did you finish your education and i go yeah dad i just finished my exams and he goes yeah come to the shop it's been 36 years i'm still at the shop right so how has suits evolved over the years uh, one side you have ready made suits and then you have made to measure bespoke suits what are the difference between the three so over the years we have seen that there is a lot of exposure people know a lot and awareness is there the ready mates have made a big impact on how people think and how they dress in this part of the world you have to understand it's very warm so not many people wear suits because the weather does not support it ready mates has brought in the fashion element whereas earlier there was only the sophisticated element people dress for themselves now people dress for style and they change as per the seasons mm-hmm. back in the days we'd make a nice garment which would last 6 8 years so there is no autumn winter collection and year on year changes so when you made a garment you made it with robust fabrics robust raw materials and the garments lasted 6 8 10 years in fact the other day a client of ours brought a suit back to us for a slight modification mm-hmm. it was made 30 years ago by us it still lasts so back in the days garments were made to last now the trend is to change every season or every 2 3 years so that's a big change okay So a suit comprises of many elements you have uh, the buttons the lapels pockets uh, different pockets different angles uh, the melanie's button holes what are the key features of a bespoke suit the key features of the bespoke suit is how to make the person who's wearing it look smart mm-hmm. this is something people 
don't understand you have to play with the aesthetics you have to understand the client's body i'll give an example if a client has a narrow shoulder and slightly wider midriff and he's a bit short you need to lengthen the jacket and give him wider shoulders with wide lapel so when you have those wide lapels pointing down and narrow to the waist point it makes the person look wider on top and narrower on the on the waist so the aesthetics play a big part and these aesthetics can only be achieved if you have a robust construction and a bespoke suit has the benefits of a very robust construction okay when it comes to a garment there are three ways or four ways in which you can get a garment one is a ready made okay you buy it off the shelf and they'll fix it for you second is made to measure where when you go into the store they have garments made in various sizes which you try on whatever changes are required to give you a good fit are noted and then you select the fabric customize the garment and that garment is made for you okay so it's not completely it's not custom it's called made to measure it's made from a template that exists mm-hmm. now comes custom tailoring where custom tailoring a tailor will measure you will draft a pattern individually for you and the garment is made now here the garment is made with a half canvas a half canvas suit is a semi industrial method of making a garment it takes a lot less time than the true bespoke mm-hmm. so when we come to the bespoke part of a making a garment i have to share with you something the bespoke word means something specifically made for you mm-hmm. that's the literary sense but when we talk about our tailoring industry there is a method of making a garment with minimum requirements technical know how raw materials and a methodology and skill so a, the word bespoke can be very easily used but when you go in depths and try to understand what goes behind it you will see that it's it's way more complicated than just using the word bespoke to give an example a bespoke garment will have a milanese buttonhole which is completely made by hand a craftsman can take up to 6 months to learn how to make that buttonhole the whole jacket is made with full canvas a canvas that is completely two dimensional we cut it put darts in it baste it and make it a three dimensional garment that has depth it has got length width and depth when it comes to bespoke it takes up to 6 to 8 working days to make a bespoke jacket okay. whereas a custom garment needs only one and a half days and if you're talking about made to measure they probably do it in 8 hours okay so time effort skill and tradition involved in bespoke so these are the four different aspects of getting a garment so over the years ready mates have come in made to measures have come in and people who don't have time or are not very bothered with getting a very nice suit they're okay with it it's fine for them custom tailoring is for somebody who really wants to spend time and get something unique for themselves and of course making a bespoke suit is like creating art once you have it you wear it you enjoy it and you keep it for a very long time but you have to really be patient you should okay. have to go out there get the information find the right tailor mm-hmm. sit with them they suggest you something you decide what you want and work together and create something that makes you stand out right. every time you walk out that door amazing prakash i remember when i was applying to buy a suit for my brother-in-law's wedding and as i recall i visited a small tailoring shop in sharjah and i wanted to buy a blue suit and uh, the salesperson out there very professional showed me different shades of blue and he also mentioned this is a super 100 super 120 and i had no clue what he was speaking and i told him i'll get back but i went outside and i bought a branded suit and it cost me around the same or maybe more 
and uh, I also remember I had to alter the pant uh, just to fit uh, the length. So, what do you have to say with regards to the do's and don'ts when buying a suit? When buying a suit, go to a professional. Okay. So, like if you go to a restaurant where the chef is owning the business, you you can see it in the flavor, in the food. It's a complete different experience when it's just owned by a businessman right. and has hired a chef. Same thing in our business. If the owners are not tailors, they do not have the technical understanding or the craftsmanship to create a garment that's fit for you, that suits you. Making a garment for you is very easy. Just make it and put it on you. But does it make you look good? Are you comfortable in it? Can you travel in it? Can you sit comfortably in it? Can you spend entire eight hours in it? So when you go looking for a tailor, go to a tailoring house that's owned and run by tailors. That's flat out the best thing you'll ever do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Second, when you sit down with them, ask questions about fabric. Understand how much they know. Are they able to pass on the knowledge so that you can take a better decision? Like, right. for instance, you mentioned that the gentleman showed you many fabrics and he mentioned the fabrics are 120s, 110s. But first he has to explain to you what is the difference between 120s and 110s and 130s right. and which is relevant to you. Right. Like, for instance, I'll explain to you. If a fabric is 120, for this weather, it's perfect. It's, the weight has to be around 240 grams. Mm-hmm. Why is 240 good for you? Because it's stable enough and light enough. Stable enough that it does not lose shape and light enough to keep you comfortable in this weather. Okay. If you go to UK, minimum weight is 300 grams. But those garments fit beautifully, but they're warm. Right. But in that weather, it works fine. So when, a, when you go to a tailor and if you ask him, I need to make a suit, what do you recommend? If he doesn't ask you at least eight or ten questions, like where are you going to wear it? How often do you wear it? Um, which colors do you like? What do you have in your wardrobe? What sort of fabrics have you bought before? Which uh, brands have you been working with? So once they understand what's your liking and what your experience is and what your knowledge is, then they can guide you and make recommendations. Mm-hmm. This is very important. Just somebody throwing fabrics at you and selling to you. Is just somebody trying to make a sale. Interesting. So you did mention about uh, the fabrics to wear in UAE. It has to be super 120s, something like that. But what fabrics would you recommend in this environment? For UAE, well, it's a very warm and humid place. I mean, four months a year, you can't even step out. So I don't think you can wear a suit at that time of the year. But when you do step out, if you have a fabric like a high twist, which is lightly woven and... Mm -hmm. The yarn is highly twisted, so it doesn't wrinkle. It breathes very well and keeps its shape. So you can even have it made with um, minimum lining. We call it deconstructed, okay. half-lined. Mm-hmm. So there is less of uh, internals in the garments. So it keeps you comfortable. It ventilates. Mohair is another fabric that you can use. Mohair is very strong, very sturdy, and it can be light, but it's very crisp. It still holds its shape. Even at like a mohair at 220 grams will hold shape. It will not lose shape. Why I recommend wool is because it has the natural ability of holding 60% of its weight in moisture and not lose its shape. So, in essence, when you wear a garment, your perspiration will be passed on to the lining, which will pass on to the canvas, which will pass on to the fabric, and out it goes. Now, if you have anything synthetic in the middle, Mm -hmm. which many of the ready-mades have... You will. It's like having your hand in a plastic bag in the heat. Okay. You will be sweaty inside. The, the right. moisture goes nowhere. Right. Another thing I would recommend in this weather when it's very warm is linen wool silk combinations for jackets and uh, a fresco fabric, which is a mohair okay. fabric. 
for this weather because the linen will keep you cool the silk will give it structure and wool won't let it wrinkle mm-hmm. so there are so many fabrics out there unless you come sit down and feel the fabrics you will not know the difference and the best thing to do is compare them side by side okay if you go into a store and you see one thing and then you go to another store and see another thing you will not understand you'll not be able to compare the peaches with the apples you have to sit down where you can see the entire full range and understand the logics of these okay and once you find a fabric that meets your lifestyle go for it mm-hmm. prakash what is full canvas and half canvas suit ah so you asked the golden question so when we talk about a full canvas suit this is the traditional way of making a suit it has been around for hundreds of years mm-hmm. in a half canvas jacket the front fabric mm-hmm. is reinforced by sticking a canvas on the back side uh, it's interlining as we call it it's mostly synthetic and has glue on it okay. so when you use high temperature and pressure and fuse them together the front of the garment becomes more sturdy but it cannot give you a lot of shape there is a half canvas running from the chest to the waist giving form to the upper part of the garment but it's not enough whereas a full canvas is running from top to bottom nothing fused to the fabric so the fabric maintains its original quality of drape memory and structure okay prakash how much contribution does a fabric have when making a garment or is also the tailor that plays an important role well if you build anything the first thing you want need is a foundation right the foundation is the fabric okay people don't realize it the fabric is the entire garment Right. The tailor is just a person who molds it. So 80% of the garment is the fabric. So if the fabric is natural, if it is breathable, has good memory, it will last longer. It will not wrinkle when you wear it. It will iron out on its own if you hang it in the closet. And if you select the right fabrics, for instance, if you're traveling mm-hmm. and you're taking a flight this morning and you have a meeting in the afternoon and coming back, you need a fabric which is travel safe okay or travel friendly like zenia has got a fabric which is called traveler it does not wrinkle you wear it you travel with it it looks beautiful you go for your meetings in the same garment you just been on a plane yeah. right you have your meeting you come back suits fantastic and this is why fabrics are very important when it comes to making a garment don't take fabrics lightly many clients we have come across make the mistake oh but i'll just pay this much for the fabric and i'm happy with it. you just make a nice garment so like they say great tomatoes make great tomato sauce mm-hmm. great fabrics make great suits amazing so prakash if anybody wants to reach out to you and know more about suits uh, how do they do that we have an instagram channel where we are sharing information on fabrics and various aspects of tailoring uh, that's very informative in case somebody wants to know more they can reach out to us on our instagram channel make an appointment come and see us we're happy to have a coffee with them and discuss suits amazing i will leave the link in the show notes so prakash what's your message to the people who own a suit and for those who want to embark on their sartorial journey This is the beginning of a journey, right? Yeah. So when you start making custom made or bespoke suits for yourself, you want to get it right. And of course, not every tailor is right for you and not every client is right for the tailor. So mm-hmm. you need to find the tailor that works for you. So in the beginning, try with the minimal, like just a shirt. Go to a tailor, try the shirt. See how it turns out. What recommendation he gives you? 
is it right for you wear it for some time and if you feel that yes this is something that is what you like then engage further okay or if you feel that the tailor is not right his recommendations are not right for you try another one okay but once you find the right one stick to it okay start slow build your wardrobe always start with the basics my recommendation is once you found a good tailor your basic should be a midnight blue suit charcoal gray suit five white shirts three light blue shirts one light pink powder pink shirt and a nice blazer okay from the business point of view prakash what's your message to other tailors out there and other suit tailoring shops that tailor this gentleman out there first and foremost to all my fellow tailoring houses i would say please educate yourself in this trade okay because we have so many tailoring houses here that are owned by businessmen who have no idea about tailoring they have tailoring houses but they're not following the right path in the future this will lead to confusion even they will not grow if they know their trade like we know our trade we'll grow they will grow the market is huge right. i cannot cater to everybody they cannot cater to everybody take time learn your trade know how to tailor know how to cut a garment if you know that then you can be of better value to your client that's amazing thank you prakash it was indeed an informative session out here talk to you soon thank you very much joel for coming in uh, thank you very much for spending time with us especially on a saturday and uh, i hope you enjoyed the tour of our facilities indeed thank you thank you well that's a wrap of this episode ladies and gentlemen if you do have any questions do send me an email on jazzyjoel85 at gmail.com and if this episode has helped you or could help your friends family or loved ones in any way do share it and like it on the platforms that you listen to your podcast until next time talk to you all soon